Hi, I'm Taku and I've spent over 10 years telling my stories to thousands of kids across Australia. Now, I'm making my first kids TV show, but here's the thing. I don't have a lot of money, I've never made TV before, please explain, and I've never even been to film school. <gasps> yeah, I know, it sounds ridiculous, but that's why I'm doing this podcast. You'll hear how I'm working with the best in the business, how I'm finding the money, and all the behind-the-scenes stuff no one tells you about. This is Two Words with Taku. Let's learn this making TV thing together. Hi everyone and welcome back to the show. I'm your host Taku and I am so happy that people are listening to the show and sending through emails, messages, just being really awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In this episode, I'm going to keep this intro kind of short because I know they've been long and mixed up and all this, but I just want to get straight into having a chat with Hawanatu Bangura, who is my guest today. She is a filmmaker and I've seen her around at uh, TV functions, screen industry functions. I really like the work that she makes. And in this episode, I really wanted to focus on the story of finding the money to fund your projects you know the previous episodes we've talked about you know having the ideas we've talked about managing your money and so in my case I talked about why I set up my production company and how I'm starting to manage the finances for that and then I sort of touched on the fact that okay so you've got your idea and now there is actually money available from government agencies to help you fund your projects in fact even things like getting the development happening for your projects you can apply to screen agencies you can apply to sometimes not-for-profits you can apply to different places to fund your projects in my case I knew that I needed to find money to fund a children's program and the Australian Children's TV Foundation is the big sort of umbrella organization and agency in Australia that helps with funding with development and just supporting people who want to create content for young audiences and so that's who I ended up getting some funding through but before I get to that episode which is coming later on in the show I wanted to talk to somebody else about how they have been making money in fact not just making money how they've been finding the money to make their films and the reason why I've picked Hawanatu is because she's pretty much like me she's an African-Australian she was born in Africa, moved over here and has, you know, set up a career here doing other things not related to film. And then she's found herself starting to work within the screen industry. And because I'm fascinated by her work and I've seen her around, I thought, oh, gosh, I'd love to get her on the show to share what she's done to fund her projects. But also just so you can meet her and hear a bit more about her work and her experiences. And we had such a good chat in this um, in this episode both before and after and so I hope you really enjoy hearing um, her insights so I'll tell you a little bit about her from her official bio and I'll also put links to her work in the show notes as always Hawanatu Bangura is an Afro-Australian writer, director and producer. Born in Sierra Leone, she migrated to Australia in 2002 and as a teenager discovered her interest in filmmaking when she was involved in a youth film project. Since then, she has written and directed six short films in various genres including dance, 
experimental, drama, documentary and animation. Her films have been screened both in Australia and internationally at film festivals, including the Legacy Film Festival in the UK, as well as Adelaide Kids Film Festival and African Film Festival Australia. In fact, quite a few really good ones, so I will list them all for you. Recently, she joined forces with a group of Afro-Australian female filmmakers... Ooh, that's a tongue twister, to create a web series entitled Afro Sisters. And it's a short form narrative comedy drama that explores the complex nature in which culture, gender, race, love, and of course, hair intersect. Hawanatu's films are driven by her personal values. So themes of social justice, empowerment, identity, peace, hope, and wisdom are strong in her work. Here is Hawanatu Bangura. You've mentioned that you have a day job. What is your day job and what was the moment that you decided to make films in relation to that day job? Okay, so for me, um, ever since I finished uni, so I studied social work and social science at uni. So I knew that I would have to be working in my social work field while doing my creative work. So I've always tried to have that balance whereby I'm not working full time. So mm-hmm. work part time and then I make sure I have, you know, at least one weekday that I can focus on my creative work. Mm-hmm. So my current day job is um, I'm working for a program in um, the Sydney suburb of Rockdale. And uh, what we were trying to do is to well, it's called the Rockdale Children and Families Hub. We're focusing on children under five years old before they start school mm-hmm. to provide them the support with, um, you know, getting their developmental checks and uh, transition into school smoothly because that's one of the issues that we've defined, specifically at the school that we're targeting. Mm-hmm. They find that some of the kids are going to school, but they haven't had that preparation yet in terms of their literacy, social skills and other developmental um, milestones have not been established yet before they start school. All right. So that actually hinders on their um, on them. And we're doing the we have an early intervention approach to to manage that. So when they start school they're at the you know the same stage as their peers. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much set them up for life. So it's a very important role that we play. And um, I really enjoy my job that I'm doing. Sounds, it sounds amazing. I think working with kids or around kids is, is I, I love it. I love it. So I'm sure it's pretty rewarding as well. Yeah, it's very, very rewarding. Yeah, I love kids as well. So it's a bonus. <laughs> And so what what was the moment when you decided to make films? What made you want to make films? Okay, so that moment came when I was, during the time I was still studying at uni. So I had, um, like I always wanted to do social work because I feel like it's a meaningful profession. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I was, you know, exploring filmmaking. So I went to filmmaking workshops and um, and the key thing for me that I find is that I wanted to tell stories 
and I feel like there's so much around me, so much rich stories that are not being told. Mm-hmm. And especially being a social worker, when we look at you know social justice, social issues, um, inclusion, I feel like a lot of the things that are on TV are not reflecting that. So I wanted to create that platform to be able to tell the stories that are probably you know people are unaware of to bring them to life. Yeah. So. I continued, I don't know how I managed it at uni because I was doing a double degree plus making film. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I think I did about, you're a machine. <laughs> that's the thing, looking back, I was like, how did I make that work? <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> much, um, yeah, that's what I was doing and I said, you know, after uni, I still want to continue to be able to do it. I wanted to do, I actually wanted to focus on young people, helping them to... Um, to bring out to tap into their creative um, creative part of them I think that was my, one of my main goals but also using the stories that uh, like the themes that are coming from the, um, the themes that are or the issues that have been faced by the people that I'm working with mm-hmm. to make films about that yeah. so that was my goal and I finished uni in 2013 and since then, I've still been doing, you know, doing the social work and making the films. And you, um, sorry, not to cut you off, but you have made yeah. a lot of films, or you've got a lot of you've got a lot of work that you've done in the last what seven, no, six, seven years, I guess since since two thousand and thirteen. It's incredible. And the main point of this episode is to talk about how you've managed to find the money to fund making these films so you've talked about working a day job and then you do your filmmaking on the side but now I'm really curious about um, let's say your last two projects um, the, the film I am black and beautiful and then Afro sisters how have how have you found the the funds to make those projects come to life yes um, so when I uh, well I'll talk about when I started first and um, what it was like sure I have to say I um, re- going back to my first film or even the couple of films that I did after that I it was I think there was yeah there was no money at the time but uh, I had the right people with me like I contacted I was very persistent at the time and I wanted to make the film, so I contacted people who, um, you know, who I've seen or have been part of the um, the workshops that I've attended, the filmmaking workshops. They've been the teachers or the mentors in those workshops. So I contacted them and say, "Look, this is the story. I wrote a script, and I want to, you know, I want to make this film." And um, them being very supportive, they came on board and they helped me to make it. Oh, so that amazing. Was in, yeah, for like nothing. Um, so I think I was really grateful for that. And a lot of people that are starting up, um, you know, who have, they might not have the experience or they do, but they don't have the resources. I say it's really good to, you know, to reach out to people and um, and see if they want to work with you, mm-hmm. you know, or if they love your story. 
So for me, after that, and now looking back, I think you don't necessarily, you get to a stage where you don't want people to be doing this for free for you because mm -hmm. it's actually their profession and they might do it maybe one or two times because they love the story and they want to work with you. But um, after that, I just sort of made a promise to myself to actually, like if I'm going to be doing projects, I want to pay the people that have supported mm -hmm. me, that I've asked yes. for, uh, assistance from. Yeah. yeah. So I so that started happening uh, in the past couple of yeah in the past couple of years. When I did I Am Black and Beautiful with that one, I think it was slightly different because I had to approach a film pro, um, production company they're not for profit yeah. um so i contacted them and i know the founder of it she liked the story and said yeah we can we can do this film so the production that i contacted is called buster films and um mm. they they do make films they run classes and make films with um people with disability mm -hmm. so it's an inclusive filmmaking approach that they have so what they did was that I I had to um, I had to come as a director and they contracted me to to create the to create the film because if you approach a production company or an entity mm -hmm. they actually have to now I'm losing the words that they use but they have to have the right over your film oh they have to so op that option it Yes, yeah. option it. That's the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, so that way, they are, they they have to be one single entity that earns the film. Yeah. So when I came on board, they already they get some um, some philanthropic funding and some other ways that they get their funding through fundraising and all those things. So mm -hmm. there was already some funds to make this film happen. Yeah. And when I um. Yeah, and even for myself, I was, you know, paid as part of that to do it. And this was like one of the films that I thought, oh, you know, you know, this is like my creation. This is my idea and being paid for what I, you know, for the story that I want to tell is quite an impressive it's thing. It's amazing. And Isn't it's it the amazing. best thing? <laughs> it's the best thing. I mean, even if, yeah, like whatever amount, it might be, you know, Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. But it starts to get into this frame of mind like, okay, I'm not on this lower level anymore where, you know, I have to put in my own funds into this, yeah. um, into making this. Maybe yeah. that will still happen, but at least for now, I am getting paid for all this hard work that I'm doing, mm -hmm. no matter what the sum, the sum of the money is, you know. Yeah. And then, so that was one thing that we had. Um, the I Am Black and Beautiful was made through Bostoff Films. Um, after that, when with Afro Sisters, we had, um, I think we, we did the proof of concept. Mm -hmm. So when we did that, it was mainly with the support of um, Information and Cultural Exchange, which is a creative artistic hub based in Western Sydney. In mm -hmm. Australia, so they've been supporting us by that time. I think it was a year or 
okay, maybe less than a year they've been supporting us. Or, but we we wanted to create a proof of concept as a um, as a way to pitch our our idea to mm-hmm. networks and funding bodies. Yeah. So they make that happen, and um, we um, we did the four episode proof of concept, and then through that, you know, we created. We had to create a uh, what is it called? You know, the materials. Um, uh, the Bible. The documents that we require. Yeah, yeah. The documents that we require to to pitch it to this different um this different places. So it was really important. I would say, if anyone is trying to do something, especially if it's a web series, a TV show. You know, to have a teaser or proof of concept or something visual mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to show this is what it will look like. And especially if you, like when you're approaching networks and funding bodies and you don't have a record of your credibility, that will be questioned first. It doesn't matter how strong your story is. Yes. So you have to, for us, we, I was working with, you know, um, a team, most of them, have not really been in that role of, you know, making a film. They might have some other creative aspect to it. So we thought this is the time, even for myself, I haven't really had, like I've done a lot of short documentaries and a few narrative things, but that sort of comedy drama style that we're looking at, I haven't really worked in that area. So I had... um, so it was an opportunity to prove ourselves that we were capable of doing this. Yes. And that really helped to enhance our our pitch, convincing people that, you know, we can do this ourselves. So we um so after we did that, then we applied for the Screen Australia Generate Funds, which yeah. we got. Which by and, the way, uh, I have to interrupt you, yeah. sorry, because you're saying so many really, really insightful things that I think and I hope the listeners yeah. will take away from it. But uh, for those who don't know who are listening, Screen Australia is the big sort of film or screen industry funding body. So they're the big champions of anything that's made in Australia. And, um, you know, applying for their funding is actually quite competitive. You know, they have a really high standard and, you know, th- they're excellent, you know, in terms of the, the kinds of projects that they support. So when I saw that you got that funding, I think I read it in the newsletter. I was, I think I messaged you and said that that's amazing. I'm so excited for you because that's that's what we want to see. We want to see more people like us, you know, getting in there and, and doing good work and doing excellent work and then, you know, being able to find the, the support that they need to, to make that stuff. So, Aish, I'm so excited yeah. for you. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Like, we really, really appreciate the support. Like, it's not easy, you know, doing Mm-mm. this putting in these applications Mm-mm. you know in order to get this and like you say you know screen australia is the screen is the big screening body in australia and for us to you know get that funding from them it really put that seal of approval that you know we can do this yeah and what we the funding we got was you know the um it was a development fund so to develop the script and prepare everything for the next stage, which would be, you know, pre-production and production later on. So for mm-hmm. us, 
even just that first step was just really important to be able to to have that and now you know we can we can seek other funding and um and that's the hope for us to be able to make this to make this um our web series afro sisters and one. yeah soon and I, I think um, just listening to your story, and this is part of what I talk about as well, is I think a lot of people don't realize that there is funding available to develop ideas and concepts. Uh, so, you know, there is there is funding available, whether it's Screen Australia or the different states that have their own screen agencies. Uh, there, yeah, there's funding available to develop your idea, so to test it out, to to write all of these things, and and I guess that's why I wanted to talk to you about money and funding and all of this because um, we now know it's there, and the other thing is we know you don't just get it because you know you're awesome. No, you have to work hard. You have to pitch. You have to put everything together in a way that's competitive. So I really like hearing you talk about this because then people can see the story of, you know, a woman who works a day job but has these ideas but is writing grants probably until two in the morning, but then is also then getting the funding to create those projects. Uh, so so what I might ask though is what, what do you think is the hardest thing about about applying for funding from some of these agencies or in your experience you know applying for funding yeah so my experience um so what I've done because mainly I come as a director so I can't really take all the credit for everything so we've got the producers and even for instance with um, Afro Sisters we've got the collective that is the six of us that work together to to build all the pieces to make it all work in terms of the documents that we have to prepare. And um, but what I would um, have to say is that you know sometimes it's good to get people on board, especially if you're an emerging uh, creative and um, you don't have anything yet that has been recognized. I feel like if you getting the the people that have um, that have made something and their work is out there or um, whether it's a producer or cinematographer whoever it is you know having those names on your on your application mm -hmm. can really work for you because the thing that you know I'm not an expert on this but the screen people or whoever it is when they put in funds for your project they want to make sure that they trust that it will be made in a high standard yeah and if you have a producer that has done those work they're like okay doesn't matter if this person is the director might not be at that level yet the producer can support them you know to do that mm -hmm. so or the or if you happen to have a production company like if you approach a production company and they take on your work to to make it that can be great as well so you can um, also that one you know they will be the people that will be approaching the the funding bodies the network to actually make it happen yeah mm -hmm. they, they they're fine with that you know mm -hmm. so I have to say also with Depending on the type of funds that you're going for, sometimes, like with Screen Australia, they 
might ask you if you if you're just one person they might ask for production company because like I said before like people want to deal with the production company because it's just one entity than you know than partners or one single person yes and and that way as well if um, if things don't work out it doesn't just fall on your head as one person yeah. so you might have to be prepared to to then you know create a production company yes. to have a company name and yeah. that can be done um, it's in a way you know you have to put in some money to become a production company but people do that like if you're just creating one um, if you don't want to be a production company in the long term you can just create one temporarily for that project um, yeah. project yeah and then once that's finished, you can, you know, close that company and then that's it. But at least just be prepared that that's what they might ask for. Or you can seek a producer who's already got a production company or approach one of those production companies that are already, you know, well established. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just so happy to be having this conversation with you because this is all the stuff that I've been experiencing, learning, seeing by myself and or yeah. you know with my peers here in Melbourne, but I think as a fellow African Australian creator, you know, it's kind of good to say, yep, okay, we're speaking the same language and also trying to share that with other people that um in terms of getting money or funding, it's all about trust um, and also risk. So those funding agencies, you know, it's a risk. They want to like lower their risks <laughs> when they're giving you money. So it's about mm -hmm. b building that trust and that credibility around the team or the project to say that, yes, if you give me a hundred thousand dollars or three million dollars or ten million dollars or I don't know, $10,000 that I'm actually going to be able to steward that correctly. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to pay the invoices. I'm going to make sure I'm paying people on time. And, you know, all of those things that then help the overall industry stay good and excellent, if that makes sense. You know, so, yeah. so I know what one of the challenges for me has been to really um, snap out of that mindset of, always asking people to volunteer or do things for free. Like there's a real shift, like you were saying before, uh -huh. in terms of honoring people's time and talent. And then uh -huh. kind of realizing like, whoa, uh, a writer gets paid, I don't know, 500 bucks for half a day's worth of work, but that's their talent. Okay, if that's how much it is, then that's what we need to pay. And then budgeting uh -huh. for that and and then kind of not being afraid to then talk about those those you know amounts and then look for the money that's going to cover those those costs really uh -huh. yeah yeah no that's that's really it's really important and that's why you know i said when you're at the beginning stage you know you you can make things and sometimes with people who are also you know trying to um get their names out there and they're willing to do that for free so once you, you get to a stage where it's really, um, you know, you, you want your work to be of higher standards mm -hmm. and these people are working, it's their full-time job, you know, if you have a cinematographer, a sound person and they come in with their expertise and all this knowledge, you know, that are really valuable to your work, it's really important to to get that 
you know, to seek those funds. And it might take a couple of years or something. And, um, you know, and some people you might be able to negotiate with them somehow. Because if they see a potential in you, like I said before, yes. and they want to work with you, they, they might be able to sacrifice one day and work on the short film that you're doing mm-hmm. with their resources and everything. But don't make it a habit to keep, <laughs> you know, using these people for free. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I, you know, I say. Like people think, you know, um, probably people outside of the film industry, outside of this experience, sometimes think it's so easy to make something like this. You just do this, you just do that, and then that's it, you know. Like I get people who are just, like they, they've got a story and they're interested to to make it and they're thinking of future films, but they've never done anything before, mm-hmm. any filmmaking experience, but they just want to, you know, get me on board to work on their film. And I'm just thinking, I have not done feature films before. Yeah. Imagine, you know, the scale of work that is required. And are you yeah. going to seek funding? What's the mm-hmm. What's your plan? You know, and there's nothing there. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? Don't even get me started because that's, <laughs> I, I've kind of had that more in the public speaking world. So before I was doing all this TV thing, I was speaking. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you, you end up building a body of work and then you, you end up having a certain rate, which is, you know, what your peers so non-african or australian or mainstream peers are charging and sometimes yeah when you go back to people and say well i really want to be part of your project but this is the rate and then people go nah nah sorry nah it's okay don't worry about it and and, and it's like oh man i mean that's what we're trying to dispel you know in these conversations is that you you have to spend money you have to invest you have to uh-huh. invest in the talent but also in your in your community and in the people who are trying to tell the stories that are similar to you you know it, it sucks but <laughs> that's the truth that's how some of these other shows and films that we love so much are getting made people <laughs> people yeah. are getting the money <laughs> yeah I mean yeah just from you sharing that it just reminded me of um, like someone this there was a group I won't call names but they asked me to to do a video for them and I wanted to support them and I thought it would be really important for me to do it I didn't ask for any money it was pro bono yeah I made the video for them and then I went to the event they had a videographer they have all these other things happening and I thought to myself "Hmm, but they have the money (laughs) they had some money to hire someone else to do the videography like that's not my area of interest but I was just like yeah this doesn't really match up you know yeah like they really think this can just happen for free but yeah they've got the money to spend in some other areas you know yeah (laughs) but but this is the beauty of this um i think you and i can relate in terms of you know the more experiences you have like that you learn and you get smarter and wiser and then you you're able to make better decisions around valuing your time and your your own talent and then that of others so that's a really good lesson because i think um one of my best best friends is a dancer and she's always saying i'm tired of people calling up and saying saying, hey, can you come and dance at our event for exposure? 
and it's like no i'm exposed enough because you found me um can you now pay me <laughs> pay yeah. me what, what i'm you know what i need to be paid so yeah, yeah I, I love i love that so <sighs> okay that's so true yeah. it's true uh well mm-hmm. honestly i feel like i could talk to you forever about this topic but i think you have you know shared enough that i hope people can either contact you directly to find out more information or they can ask me a question or also just look at your work and follow and support your work um as well uh so yeah thank you so much for being for being on the show yeah thank you so much for having me i um you know when it comes to finances and things it's you know one of the biggest challenges as a creative so I just hope, you know, what I've shared might help. But I feel like, you know, sometimes people can do some research and find out about this information online as well. Mm-hmm. And what the key thing is, this funding bodies or production companies, they want you to contact them. Like yeah, if there is a do. grant or something available, they actually will give you the time to explain to you about what is required because they want people to succeed as well. Yes. But it's just that there's so many people applying. They can't say yes to everyone. But you've got a good chance if you just, before applying for anything, just inquire first about what is really required. And sometimes they can even, you know, guide you. This is I spoke to someone from, we've got Create New South Wales here. They were like, we want to see more of these people, these emerging filmmakers mm-hmm. come in and yeah. speak into us, yeah. you know. And we can explain to them and guide them through the process. So I think just use that, you know, just give that a go and create a network around you of yes. people that you want to work with. That's really important to, to get started and approach people that might you might be um, aspiring to work with and never be afraid to speak to them to say this is your work. And if they see the potential in you and your story, some producers or some to producers they might want to work with you never be afraid to ask for that yeah i agree yeah such such good um wisdom to to end on actually uh (laughs) before we go where do people find you where do you want people to find you or your work okay so you can find me on um my website is called www.hawanatu.com so my name is spelled H-A-W-A-N-A-T-U. So you can find me there. And um, we've also got with the Afro Sisters, you can check out what we're doing and, and stay in touch. So there, our website is www.afrosisters.com. Afro Sisters is spelled A-F-R-O-S-I-S-T-A-H-S. So yeah, you can find us on find me on there or look look out for the Afro Sisters um, series. We've got the the episodes, the proof of concept episode up online as well. So Great. that's all about, you know, um, it's all about the Afro-Australian women's experience here in Western Sydney and, um, you know, how we deal with challenges and navigate um, the the millennial issues mm-hmm. that we have. Yes. So you can find out more about yeah, that on on that website. And you can yeah, and you can contact me on my website and I'm happy to, you know, support 
emerging filmmakers or establish or whatever level you are, you know, and just connecting with another filmmaker is always good. So, yeah, happy to, to do that. Oh, sounds great. Thank you so much for being on the show, Hawanatu, and all the best with everything that you're working on now. Oh, thank you for having me. Pleasure. You too. All the best with this, yeah, with your project as well. Thank you. You're listening to Two Words with Taku. If you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, and recommend the show. Okay, so just listening to Hawanatu's story listening to some of what I've been saying yeah you have to get creative with finding the money you just have to get creative and for a lot of people you know you work your day job and then you save and then you chip in here and there but uh, yeah I think I found personally after a while it's hard it's hard to do both and there is money out there there really is there is funding out there resources money cash however you want to word it uh there is stuff out there it is competitive so that again feeds back into dedicating yourself to packaging your concepts well building your team your networks doing your homework all of the stuff that's going to back you up when then you're applying for funding or you're approaching somebody to invest into your show or your company yeah, there is work that goes into doing that. And I would say just don't underestimate the amount of work that that takes. Yes, you can be working full time, but, you know, those late those late nights to write the applications, the time to read everything, it does take a lot of discipline. And one thing that I've had to do, yeah, one thing I've had to do is even take months, and I mean literally months, off social media because I've just need, needed to knuckle down and read the books or read the websites or talk to people, make the calls. And I think you also just have to kind of trust, um, yeah, trust yourself in terms of knowing who really will genuinely be interested in your show and where you can look for the resources and not being afraid to ask. Yeah, just don't be afraid to ask. So as always, I always say, if you have questions, please ask me. If you have questions for the guests, I'll put their contact details in the link notes because I think what I'm trying to create is just uh, more open conversations around the things that make us uncomfortable, that we're not sure about, and things that I'm still learning as well. I've only applied for a bit of development funding at this stage, but there's going to be more amounts that I need to go and look for, uh, you know, bigger, bigger, scarier amounts. And so all of this is is my way really of trying to combat that fear as well and combat that uh, uncertainty of how this is all going to play out and uh, yeah so I hope this helps you I would love to hear from you my email is taku at taku.com.au if you have questions send them through feedback send them through rate and review the show as well while you're at it and uh, yes let's just keep on going and here's to more lessons onwards and upwards thanks bye